um, I'll, I'll uh, start recording, start recording. Can I say something? Let's talk about, ooh, do I want to bring that up? It's nothing bad, but do I want to bring that up? Oh, oh, guess what, guess hey, what? Hey, 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 let's sit down, let's sit down, let's sit down before he gets active. It's about to get active, it's about to get active. Welcome to the Created for Greatness podcast, hosted by the Strive Initiative and the Pottstown School District. Conversations from students about vision, dreams, aspirations, and thought-provoking ideas. Welcome back to the, the Senior Squad, giving you the history of Pottstown today. Of course. My name is Adam Green, and I will be your host for tonight. Okay. Uh, everybody, tell, tell your name so they know your voice. Well, I guess I'll start first. My name is Devin Green, one half of the Green Duo. Absolutely. My name is Henry Fetterman, and I'm one half of the Fetterman Duo. My name is Lily Fetterman. I am the other half of the Fetter Twins. And my name is Mark Ellison III, and I am one of one of the Ellison Duo. AKA he is one of a kind. He's so one of one, I guess. So lonely. Topic for today, history of Pottstown. And I wanted to do the history of Pottstown because if you look at the administration at, at the high school level, at least, um, there was a big push for um, more pride in, 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 in the town. That's why we have the, the Friday pot, pot, wear your Pottstown gear. But I feel like that has to start from a, a town level first. You have to know... Definitely. You have to know what your town is about. You have to know where it started to really understand and appreciate how, why you're here and how you're here and how how these people affect you now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of why, why I wanted to you know push this pride up and 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 really get people to know what what what, what happened to their town before they even got here. Just yeah. how can you be proud of something that you don't even know? Yeah, about? you don't know about it. Yeah, and I can speak to that, you know, uh, considering the demographics of Pottstown, we have a lot of people who come from all over, like, northern PA, or n- not northern PA, northern United States. And when you come to think about it, it how many of us actually been here since birth? Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to know about a town that you, you know, just moved into maybe yeah. five, six years ago. Exactly. So I wanted to kind of touch on the, you know, inhabitants of the town how the town affected the world how the town affected the country and would this would this country even be a country without this town Hmm. it sounds a little dramatic but it's it's true it's true true. (laughs) we gotta we gotta talk about it because it's so important um so Pottstown originally you know like everywhere else in the in the northern uh american continent Native American land. Uh, I I really could not tell you too much about that. I I do plan on studying it in the future. That's what I want to do do for college. However, uh, it's kind of hard to find some things for the Pottstown um, Native American population. Well, I have something here. So long before the arrival of Europeans, the Pottstown area was occupied by the population of Native Americans known as the, the not. The Lene Lenape as far back as 12,000 years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've been here for a while. And some research, this is all hearsay, some research may push that date back a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So coming from these Lene Lenape being here for so long to get, you know, kind of pushed out uh, by, by smallpox and disease, 
Uh, it's a little unfortunate that we don't have that that information, uh, at least at our disposal. Yeah. Um, but one thing I can tell you, if you are um, interested in that aspect at all, uh, along Industrial Boulevard, there is a gazebo um, honoring the burial ground that was found in the 1800s uh, during some excavation uh, where some bones were found and later bought by the Hill School. Um, these were kind of were studied a little bit and, and tossed around uh, from place to place in Pottstown until they you know, were ultimately lost, um, unfortunately lost to time, which is, it sucks to see, but, mm. you know, seeing how Native Americans were treated throughout the, the United States history, you know, I'm not really too surprised, uh, just bones being bought and sold because, you know, oh, this, uh, this ancient population, they don't exist anymore when you're, you know, actively pushing them out West. Um, but if you are interested in that, um, go along Industrial Boulevard by the, the Schuylkill River. It's by the uh, Pottstown Roller Mill, I believe. Um, a little past DZ's famous cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to know. It is, it is a good place to eat, a, get a good cheesesteak, I'll tell you that. And you know, one of the best things about how rich the history of Pottstown is, is the fact that you can literally just take a stroll through town and learn so much about our history. Oh, yeah. Whether you're walking down High Street, whether you're going to the Pottsgrove Manor, it it doesn't matter where you are in town. There's always something to learn about those who came before. Right. Absolutely. And if you go on a walk down uh, historic Pottstown or downtown Pottstown, whatever you want to call it, you will see these placards in front of, you know, these these big historical building buildings and places that say, hey, this is a walking tour that you can take. Please take it because this this town has some rich history and it'll tell you about the history of the, the buildings or whatever, wherever the placards in front of. There's a couple in front of my house uh, in front of the old brick church on Hanover Street. So if you keep if you keep your eyes peeled, never, never blink, you'll see them. Yeah, I know that there's, I think they're mostly like along Hanover Street. Yeah, there's a bunch on Hanover. There's a couple on uh, uh, High Street. Yeah, yeah a lot the, on the, High Street. the Schuylkill River Trail mm -hmm. yep. has a lot on of. On King Street, too. Oh, yeah. If you just look around, you'll see them, uh, Riverfront, Manitoni, wherever. But let's, let's talk about the next step that made Pottstown what it is the homie John Potts. The homie John Potts. Let's talk Johnny P. If Johnny P. Johnny P. All right. So uh, Thomas Rudder was given, or I don't know, like, exactly how Thomas Rudder got establishment in uh, Pottsgrove. Right. Like, I don't know if it was, like, from John Penn. I didn't put much research into that. But I know that basically Thomas Rudder was the kickstart of Pottstown. Right. Like, with his ironworks that he built but uh later that uh thomas rudder gave sort of like gave his like ironworks to john potts and john potts eventually like started industrializing really right and started like really expanding on that and i do i do want to add uh before this before the potts family or john potts um uh, 
were like given leading positions in Pottstown. Uh, they were just a family living in Pottstown. They were all iron workers and stuff like that. Um, so they were living in Pottstown before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to put a time frame on this, this was before our country was even officially a country. country. Yeah, like right you know, before the Revolutionary War. My man's Willie Penn. Um, he he deeded this land, 995 acres of it, in 1701. And then in as soon as 1714, the first Iron Forge was was built and opened. Yeah. And then as soon as 1732, that's when the their first steel furnace was in production and you know th- this uh town was built from the ground up on steel on our iron. steel on industry iron, I- iron. metals iron. Iron. And we were great at it we were, metals we were great at <laughs> yeah metallurgy <laughs> um i do want to add uh kind of bouncing off of what lily said um they they lived well at least john potts lived in town um and he worked for the iron industry and he was kind of trying to make his own th- make his own thing at the time and the current Pottsgrove manor was built off of a couple thousand dollars that John Potts kind of accumulated working in the iron industry or yeah iron industry and it was deeded off to him i couldn't tell you by who i'm pretty sure it was by a rudder yeah. And Thomas Rudder. It once once he got his land, he started building on it before it was even his, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly. And then once he got the land, it, he quickly paid it off with what he what he accumulate, accumulated. But the iron industry is so important to Pottstown because that's really how it started. That's for the first 100 or so years, that's what it kind of well, that's what in that's what evolved Pottstown into what it is yeah and that later like created the iron company the Pottstown iron company into existence in the 1860s right and that's when it started like accumulating and then the need for steel because after that discovery i don't know exactly the history of steel and like how that transitioned from yeah. iron to steel but it became such like an important material yeah in america especially going into like uh like the 1900s. Yeah, steel, I'm pretty sure late 1800s is when they started, you know, first discovering the the uh, recipes for steel. So tell me, like you said something about the importance of uh, steel in America. Tell me more about that. Well, I, I'd say like especially with like trains. Oh, and yeah. Stuff, like the westward expansion uh, vi- so much iron and steel was going into that um, war efforts. So much mm-hmm. steel was needed for these things. If you think about it, like guns alone, th- so mu- so much metal was needed for yeah. these weapons and like cannonballs. Cannonballs are just big chunks of lead. Yeah, and then- so so much of this metal had to come from somewhere. And this is like a big area of like wartime in America, like from the. From the Mexican-American War, mm-hmm. uh, there's the Civil War. French-Indian oh, so like was around this time. And then there was, wasn't there a, a Spanish War? Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the Philippine War. There's, like, like America was running on wars. Yeah. Especially, like, or, like around the 1900s when World War One came along. It's, like, 
that's when steel started booming. It started. And that's when America mm-hmm. started booming. But I do want to throw it back to the Revolutionary War. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the Revolutionary War, pivotal in America. In America. By far. Let's, let's talk about it. Most important war. And John Potts' son got involved. Uh, John Potts's son, Jonathan Potts, uh, was a he, big difference he, there. Yeah, <laughs> he ran a medical practice in Reading, um, and in this medical practice, he was kind of you know fixing people up. And then the Revolutionary War hit, and he was like, "Well, can't just sit around, right?" Hey, he's a doctor. Here comes the the money. Right. He ended up volunteering, and he his goal was to make it to um, head medical. Let's let's see, medical school. He went to medical school in Scotland first before he ran his practice. So he like moved. He like went from like Pottsgrove to he he was Scotland. born in he was born in Pottsgrove or Reading. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but ended up in Scotland. And then his wife fell ill with this disease and then came back to Pennsylvania. And he didn't finish his degree in Scotland and ended up at Philly, uh, a university in Philly, which was University of Philadelphia, the first school in the U.S. to give a medical degree. And then he went to open his private practice in in Reading. Um, He enlisted seeking placement on the continent in on the continental hospital so that involved most of the continental army uh the northern continental army and when a new director general was uh was put in place there was so much controversy because there he was friends with um the person appointing these people so there was so much like conflict of interest and john Potts kind of just jonathan Potts kind of just stayed away from it as best as possible and then here's where the fun begins here's where the fun begins for jonathan Potts. he was sent up to lake george um in new york to aid the continental army coming out of canada to fight these brits so they were falling back to Lake George, and I believe at that time that I believe that was Saratoga. So during this, he was like, "Guys, I don't, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can heal all these people. There's three thousand people, sick or wounded. We can't do this." So he was like, "Nah, it's mostly smallpox. We can do that, right? We can, we can fix this." So he decided to get this, do this technique on these people called variola- variolation, which is picking the scabs oh. of these smallpox victims and exposing them to healthy people. Well, so well, well, did it work? Exposing them to healthy it, people. We're getting them. It ex- <laughs> exposing them to healthy people, whether it's like rubbing them on them or whatever, eating them, whatever they had to do, which is the same pretty much technique that we use in vaccines today. So it ended up working so well that the, the, the person in charge uh, of the area 
corresponded with George Washington and said, smallpox is now perfectly removed from the army because Jonathan Potts picked the scabs off these smallpox victims and started flicking God, them at man. these kids. <laughs> <laughs> How did that help the war effort? It got rid of smallpox for, no, so, for so many people, just the... The flick. It's it's a it's like a vaccine idea, but a, a lot more primitive. A very primitive. Must and, have worked better than bloodletting or something. <laughs> I hope so. So it it worked so well, and Jonathan Potts eventually had to leave leave and go back to Philly um, because I I couldn't tell. You. I think his wife got sick again, so his wife God, really damn. ruined it for him. So he went back to Philly and started healing up everybody. And quickly, so quickly, the British took over where Jonathan Potts was. So I believe that was Ticonderoga. Yeah. So they took over uh, Ticonderoga and Potts was like, ah, sick. Got out of there just in time. And then Potts went back to Saratoga, which was a victory for the Continental Army. And if I like to think that if it weren't for... Jonathan Potts's smallpox, quote unquote, vaccine. People at Saratoga, we wouldn't have had enough troops at Saratoga. They would have died. So maybe Pottstown did actually. Exactly. Hope. So the sun and that, that claim of Pottstown, you know, being the reason our country is the way it is today makes a lot of sense. Exactly. So Saratoga, if you don't know, was such a pivotal point in, um, in the Revolutionary War, the surrender of the British led them to where the war eventually ended in um, at Saratoga after the British surrendered. The, the Continental Medical Facilities were taking on so many British people to, to fix them up because there were so many people wounded. But imagine, imagine those 3,000 people exclusively just died because of smallpox the war effort in saratoga would not have lasted as long as it did it would not have drawn out these these british this british loss so had jonathan potts never went and never enlisted it is completely reasonable to say in my mind at least that the revolutionary war could maybe could not have ended as quickly as possible and possibly could not have been won in that aspect on the Northern Front. Well, tell me, well, tell me more. Uh, after the Revolutionary War, uh, how was Pottstown still significant in, in, in this perspective? So Pottstown, Jonathan Potts went back to his, his place in Reading and died like eight years later after the war. However, Pottstown was still producing all this iron uh, for um, uh, so many things. So, cause think of iron as the plastic of the 1700s. So every, everything that you, you have of plastic now, they made of iron then. Right. Alongside with the things that we still have iron today, of course. So they were still making their economy built up on this, this iron industry and like importing it out. And at one point, in in Pottstown's history, uh, the United the, the Pottstown area 
this the 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 tri county area was producing more iron than the iron industry in the United Kingdom in Britain. Like so as that's a whole? as a whole. So the tri county area producing more iron that then produce that then caused um, embargoes and more taxes on United States iron going across the ocean and is one of the leading causes of the Revolutionary War. Mm, the taxes. The taxes. Um, and it also, you know, it makes sense because if you just look at the area we're in and if you sort of just take a look at the nature and the the rock structures, like you see pig iron everywhere. It's like um, at Ringing Rocks. Mm-hmm. Like when you... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, like, like it's, the nail shapes and the rocks and stuff. Just the, yeah, the iron. Uh, the, oh, any rock with like that sort of reddish like lines oh, going through it yeah, yeah. and you can tap on it, it kind of rings. That's, uh, I think that's pig iron. No, so pig iron Wait. is the, the big old ingot that comes out of like the, you just cracked a rock open, melted it down, and that's pig iron. What you're talking about is raw iron, just raw. Oh, okay. So, point still stands. Um, yeah, yeah. And also the the super, like, clay soil that's, like, kind of red, mm-hmm. that, like, red ochre, that is also, like, it's red because it's red because of the iron, and we have so much of that everywhere. And so if you just, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To add on to Lily's point, uh, Pennsylvania was primarily known as a coal sort of state. Yeah. And to think that just this small little town specializing in something like iron, it, it's it's like we're like a, a dot in a, a bright light in a dark room. Yeah, right. We've got a lot of rocks. <laughs> we got a lot of rocks. Of. Rock solid. So moving off the Revolutionary War, who, who, who got something for me? Who got something for me? Uh, one thing, when we were talking about how, you know, influential – uh, Pottstown's uh, iron and steel ma- manufacturing was throughout history. You know, you not only did we almost single-handedly save the Revolutionary War, yeah, but um, also you can look, you can trace these the manufacturing that takes place in Pottstown to so many different parts of uh, the United States, right say the Panama Canal, um, the locks, the three locks of the Panama Canal, all all of those, the iron that was uh, manufactured to build those were from Bethlehem Steel Company. I mean, uh, Bethlehem Iron Company. Yeah. And Bethlehem, more specifically, their, um, their factory in Pottstown in the uh 1800s was yeah, 1800 yeah in the 1800s was one of the main factories that created this iron for the Panama Canal right so this is the whole reason why the the canal is even able to go up and down hills at all the reason the canal the, was built <laughs> the reason it was built the reason it works at all if it wasn't for Pottstown, you know, this it, it's 
not there. Not yeah. right. Just come to think that we'd still be, you know, going around South America. Yeah. You know, if these certain things didn't happen, Pottstown's significance is not just, you know, affecting us, you know, hundreds of years in the future. It's also, you know, it can help us look back on, you know, how America would look like if this didn't happen. And you have to think, like, from a nation level at that point, like, that was that wasn't like some random company going out and building a canal that was an order by the u.s government like yeah. hey get the steel for this yeah i remember mm-hmm. roosevelt being like the the guy you remember who, like, created the panama yeah he was yeah. there actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> he Pottstown told roosevelt hey oh Pottstown? yeah we're the place to get uh, the iron i heard so someone mentioned bethlehem steel yeah um Bethlehem Steel was actually one of the biggest suppliers for the Golden Gate Bridge. Yup. Yeah, and, and uh, there's actually sections of the Golden Gate Bridge made in Pottstown. Right. Let's talk about it. For a little under half of the metal made for the Golden Gate Bridge was produced in Pottstown. And that's just amazing. Half. Half of that bridge comes from Pottstown. More Jeez. specifically, the 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 McClintic Marshall Company is a subsidiary of the Bethlehem Steel uh, branch. And they opened a factory in Pottstown and were like, hey, 300 of you come over for three years. We will give you a sustainable job and you will be producing this steel for three years. And this will go out to California and y'all, y'all have a job. This was during the Great Depression. So jobs were really hard to come by. So a a small town, relatively large town at the time, being told, hey, I know a lot of y'all don't have jobs. We'll give 300 of you jobs to for three years that was amazing and, and so this is like between 1920 and like 1930 because that's like the i believe the this dimension. was in the 30s when this happened because yeah. if that's the case then that that's such like a vital time to right. have a job so the the production started in 1933 yeah that's amazing and that was also a very like prime time for building the infrastructure of the town and all the townhouses and um, stuff like that. So if you look at the the structure of our town and a lot of the places with many houses condensed together, those were most likely factory workers mm-hmm. who were here for a job, like for, um, for steel stuff. And um, so I just think that's always interesting, uh, looking at the actual structure of the houses. And there's a lot of uh, houses like that and Reading and stuff and a lot of people who just were there to work. I want to I want to uh, correct something that I said. It wasn't it was not 300 uh, people. It was a thousand 300 people working per day. Yeah, I also want to correct something. Wow. I said I meant to say between 1930 and 1940 because that's the time of the that's around yeah, relatively of, like 1929 was when the Great Depression yeah. started. What? Yeah, I thought it was 1920 to. No, I feel, I think the 19, I think the 20s between the 20s and 30s. Back check. Let's not get hung up on dates. Let's just let's yeah. just let's just revel in the fact that oh, this company was giving. Henry's right. Yeah. 1929, 1939. This company was giving a thousand people jobs. Yeah. yeah, and to think this is an important <laughs> pivotal point because as we see in the next decade, 1940s, something insanely 
crazy happens oh to God. the entire world where Pottstown is going to be in need of producing a large amount of steel. Exactly. And so all the workers are already there. Exactly. exactly. But I I want to I want to touch on the on how big this production of uh, steel in Pottstown was. The mercury is a Pottstown uh, a Pottstown uh, uh, newspaper. I cannot think of the thing newspaper and they were like posting every every week like hey get a job <laughs> get, a, get a job here they have jobs available one of their things was um local plant uh ooh, local plant to get most of bridge job most is one of the most craziest of so this this thing was so huge in Pottstown the 41 1,800 tons of steel for the Golden Gate Bridge came out of Pottstown. This is out of 100,000 tons. Wow. And Half of the bridge. And isn't like one ton equal to like a car or something? Two tons is a Two car. Tons. Yeah, that's just wild to think. So this production was so big that they would they would take the, the steel produced, put it on a train, and then send the train to New York. At New York, they would put the put the steel onto a, a a boat and send it. Guess where? Guess where? California. But guess where it had to go through to get to California at the time? Take a wild guess. The Panama Canal. The Panama Canal. Panama Canal. So, a little under a hundred years ago, this iron coming from Pottstown. To the Panama Canal, more steel was getting sent through the Panama Canal. Pottstown on top of Pottstown in a different country. Pottstownception. Pottstown squared. <laughs> and Pottstown's role was so big in in the the production of the Golden Gate Bridge that in that at the fifty year anniversary of the uh, opening of the bridge, the Pottstown marching band was asked to play in a parade going across the bridge. Which is about a mile. And what's so insane is that, you know, Pottstown has had so many massive effects on our entire country, other countries, and we're such a small town. Such a small I mean, today we are only 3,162 acres, right? Or yeah. five square miles. Yeah, roughly five Thanks, square miles. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Back then, in the until the early 1900s, late 1800s, we were only about a thousand acres. We were a third of the size that we are now. Right, and we were making that steel or iron. The the size Both. of Pottstown. We only went from uh, York Street over to uh, to Charlotte Street, and then from. Um, the Schuylkill River to Beach Street. Yep. So, so at this time, we didn't even have... High Street. We didn't even have, say, a high street. <laughs> we didn't have so so many different parts of our town that are you know vital to us now. I, I just wanted to add on to that. Uh, something that we tend to overlook, you know, is just how important the geography and climate is of Pottstown. To go on to that point that these five square miles that we see today, you know, produce this much 
for the, the for the world and not only that but specifically for the United States just to think that it's so imperative that we we have this sort of geological mixture where we're not too hot we're not too cold we're mm -hmm. we're like the rest of the northeast except that for the fact that we have even with global warming increasing as the years go on we still have uh, one of the highest percentages in in the northeast of the chances of heavy snow mm. and for me that that's mind-boggling yeah to think that this this five square miles is so uh, special and so important in not only historical perspective but uh, futuristically speaking and now and to put that in it that also into perspective you know that thousand acres that we're talking it's just a mile and a half yeah <laughs> it's just one and a half miles squared in this was this little area of us southeastern pa is responsible for so much you could run from one side of Pottstown to the other in about 10 minutes, 10 give minutes. or take. Sure. If you're, if you're in shape, if you're relatively fit. Like, and, and the horses, I'm sure that would have been such a fun ride. Oh, yeah. To go across Pottstown. Imagine I miss on the back of a horse, wind blowing through your hair. Now, I wanted to add on. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we geo geographically sort of uh, interesting, but we're also very demographically interesting. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and to think that we have this such this interesting combination of our climate and not only that, but how that sort of correlates to how we have such an interesting group of uh, people who live here in terms of our demographics, like uh, just this, just in this group, we're pretty diverse. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so many people came here for jobs, for jobs, for jobs, mm -hmm. and so many people came from the iron industry, and they got I them mean, jobs. If you if you look at John Potts's records, he had thirteen, I think. Um, Servants, wow! I don't want to. I don't want indentured people. We'll say <laughs> okay. Uh, Thirteen of them. Um, a couple of them were three free. I think only three of them were actually indentured. But you know, you know the times. Uh, they weren't going to really be able to do anything else. So thirteen of them just living there, and if you look at the other, you know, rich people in town at the time. I'm sure they had they had some indentured people. I'm sure. So looking at, you know, the the white people coming in uh owning these these houses and then the the black people that they're bringing in and then looking at it nowadays like we got some we got yeah. we got a lot of diversity. We we are diverse. Yeah. Most definitely. And that even translates, you know, into our schools. Are, you know, people kind of dog on Pottstown now for not having as great of sports teams as the surrounding areas. But, say, give the 70s, 80s, 90s, mm -hmm. we were powerhouses in basketball, in wrestling, in football. Especially baseball. 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 We were absolutely destroying everyone we we had some people we we had yeah. some teams for sure uh one notable one that you can just find if you look at the names of the field bobby shantz mm, right baseball player uh we honor him bobby shantz field now i believe he was 
I believe he played for the New York um, Yankees for a short period of time. And he came out of Pottstown, went to Pottstown High School, sat in your sat in your chairs, you know, walked to your halls. We have an NBA player and also a, a pitcher that came from here, I believe. Who was that? Was that David Ricketts? Yeah. Wow. I think so. I believe that was David Ricketts. He was a power forward, and he also was a pitcher in the NBL. MLB. MLB. I was like, what are you talking about? MLB. Just to think that we have so many notable athletes coming just from this small town, remind you, five square miles. You're right. 20,000 people. And one athlete that your parents, if they went to Pottstown, might even know, Ryan Goo Wallace. A lot of, if you talk to to some of the football uh, coaches, they'll they'll tell you about it. They'll tell you about a Ryan Goo Wallace. He he played for, I think the Jaguars for a time. Wow. And Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. Ravens. Mm-hmm. So, and that was that was like in your in your parents' lifetime. <laughs> like <laughs> you could meet this man. A- another person, another football player. Uh. Aaron Beasley. Aaron Beasley. Beasley. Yeah, didn't he play? For Beasley was for the Jaguars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah didn't he also Beasley play for the Jets for and the Falcons? Was Jaguars, Jets. I don't know. I about, think it was the Falcons. I, it might have been the Falcons. I do. I feel like I remember seeing his jersey somewhere. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Falcons. But um, Aaron Beasley was a corner, and I mean that man was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he he's currently a nominee for the 2020 NFL Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer what? coming out of town. A Hall of Famer coming out of pasta. And you can still find the Beasleys in town. Yeah. Yes, you, can. <laughs> you can still find them. Just the more you look, the more you find. And I think that's the most interesting thing with Pottstown. If you keep your eyes open and you keep your mind open, you'll find that Pottstown is really a really cool place with a lot yeah. more history than a lot of the other places in the in the pack even. Like yeah. even if, if you want to just look at it from a school level, yeah, you, you might you might find some stuff in other towns, but Pottstown is just one of those towns that produces so many people and so many things and has such a rich history. Mm-hmm. Like it is so crazy to 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 think about. And even if you want to like lock in lock in that with a, the surrounding area, Lower Marion, Kobe. <laughs> Come, <laughs> yeah. on. Come on. Come on. If you want to you can talk about it from a uh, with Pottstown you can talk about it from a town level. Or a surrounding area level, which is one of the reasons why I find it so interesting. Uh, even just for pop culture, it is it is one of those really interesting places to live and experience. Most definitely. And, you know, this is just living proof. You know, take a Ryan Wallace, take an Aaron Beasley, uh, take any of those guys, right? They grew up in the same streets that, you know, Everyone in Pottstown is growing up in. Every, exactly. every single kid who said they want to be a uh, football player in the NFL, everybody who said they wanted to be in the MLB, everyone who said they wanted to to make it to the highest level of their profession, you know, that we have people who came in the same place that you are at and achieve that yeah and not even just sports in in the business world we have 
uh, a Pottstone High School graduate who now has a building in Bloomsburg dedicated to them, uh, mm-hmm. entire business section dedicated to them. Um, just if you want to go in the politics world, we have uh, a man by the name of, hold on, let me, let me pull it up. But he worked with Martin Luther King, and he lives still here in Pottstown. He was a senator in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S., Give me one second. I'm going to find his name because I feel like this is important to mention. That is definitely important to mention. <laughs> I I didn't know about this, so I really yeah. I really am interested. Yeah. But this this goes to show that like it's possible. You, just because you live in Pottstown, you can't write yourself off. And even when you look at say music, run up Rico. <laughs> if <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright. Every, you know Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> you know t- everybody knows Taylor Swift. Love yep. her, hate her, listen to her, don't. She went to Wincroft. Mm. Wincroft is a private school located in Pottstown. Wow. I believe she was from Reading. That's amazing. So, it, again, surrounding area pop culture. Kobe and uh, Swift. <laughs> same same region, maybe different directions, cardinal directions, but it's Pottstown is located directly in the center of that. Yeah, and just to think of like all of this, along with its rich history and like like bringing metal to the Panama Canal and bringing jobs to people in need during the Great Depression, it's like you can't help but just feel proud to live in Pottstown. Yeah, you come from a town that affected its country so prominently. And a lot of people just don't know about it nowadays. Yeah, most definitely. You know, so you can just, you know, being a Pottstown resident, you know, I can look in the mirror and say, I have all the tools that all of the greatest have had. Yeah. All of the most successful people. Absolutely. You have those tools in Pottstown. You just have to make, have to make use of it. You have to take advantage of them for sure. And with the tools given to you at the school level, at the town level, um, I guess borough level, if you want to get more specific, um, and a little bit of dedication and passion for what you're doing, it is entirely possible that you can come out of town with a with a great insight or uh, even a great career in whether it's a sport or singing or anything you want to put your mind to it is entirely possible coming out of Pottstown. and just to think that you could be one of those people that we met that that get mentioned uh 10 years from now oh, right this person went to Pottstown high school this person lived in Pottstown. Mm. you know the history of Pottstown isn't limited at all you know yeah. we can still very much say that Pottstown is important 30 years from now absolutely and i believe that Pottstown will continue to produce these uh, icons coming out. And I, I really, I I, want to see it. I truly do because Pottstown is such an amazing town and we've been through so much and it might seem like we're in a bad place now, but we, we really, (laughs) we're doing our best and we have been doing our best for almost 300 years. Yeah. And if anything uh, is true, it's definitely this. History is not linear. No. So, so you may think that we're on a downward decline, but in reality, we can just be a small fragment in the history of Pottstown that could be possibly going up in, you know, let's say two months, five years. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows?
you can't put time on growth, but I really, I really hope that we see the growth happen. Absolutely. And I, I, like, I really do believe that we will. I feel like we're, there, I am seeing growth happen because I'm just walking around High Street doing all this. And there's just small businesses popping up all popping, over. Yeah. There's so much more commerce in town and so much happening. Yeah. <sighs> Devin, Devin just wrote on a piece of paper and oh, yeah. saying well, World War II bomb. Also, <laughs> so, 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 so fun, fun oh, fact, gosh. maybe... Uh, uh, definitely hearsay. Uh, take this with a pinch of salt. Definitely a big old pinch of salt. We might have been targeted by the Nazis in World War II, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't it is know. it is possible, and I wouldn't I wouldn't completely write it off that the German government at at the time uh, had Pottstown on a list of. Uh, bombing areas yeah because we don't fully know for sure but if they were to bomb us we that don't would be a, a crazy right. impact it, on the we American. don't have any reputable sources but it does make sense it makes sense yeah. because at the time we were producing so much steel i mean if you think about it logistically during the great depression in at the golden gate bridge ended in 37 we produced half of it so if you if you if you see the 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 Germans, from their perspective, they say, oh, this town produced half of this 100,000 tons. They are a threat because they're producing so much metal to support this government. Yeah, but but to be honest, it's like to think that they would have to like first in order to get a good position on us to attack, they would have to either have carriers or like take over control of land somewhere near america and with the british fleet and the american fleet combined yeah that's it's basically impossible well, well uh, we get that but you know just i mean there's some truth to it i mean the aren't the the weight rooms down below the high school aren't that then they used to be bomb shelters they are fallout they, shelters yeah. they are yeah oh, wow i mean the weight rooms the basements of the basement of the Potsdam high school is a uh, certified fallout well, shelter i believe yeah. wait was that in in preparation for like like in during the Cold War, or I, it Cold may War have been Cold War because that's when that's when a lot of the bomb shelters were put up because they were like ah Russia and there are yeah, nuclear like bombs, but DEFCON four or something. It is entirely possible that like these, these, this was a world scale, and it's possible that we were on a list because of our amazing production. Imagine, imagine that. It's amazing. I can only imagine someone from London. I mean, being it's, like, it's not amazing that on a list. <laughs> yeah, it's not amazing that we were going to get bombed, but it's amazing that we. we it's were... amazing that we were so amazing that we were about to get bombed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good way to put it. Again, like, take that with a pinch of salt. I, I like to possibly. think of it as like Europe noticed us. Yeah, right. It's like big dogs, actually. Uh, yeah, big dogs. We, we had that dog in us. <laughs> we had that steel dog. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it is it is really wonderful to see you know Pottstown being noticed. So you know, let, let's see. Let, summarizing, you know, we we are uh, responsible for half the metal in the Golden Gate, um, the Panama Canal, Revolutionary War, Great Depression, Great Depression, job wise. Job wise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're Job. not responsible yeah, for we the did. Revolutionary War or the Great Depression. We, well, we did we, not cause either them. of these. We, we were responsible for ending these, but pretty much. You we were responsible for the outcome of these, you know, and and we were so 
awesome that we could have possibly, possibly, very, very asterisk on that possibly, um, been put on a list for to be bombed because we're such a help to our country in this war. I, I like to think that that asterisk on that possibly takes you down to the page where the asterisk is, like in a book, and it says, <laughs> eh, maybe. <laughs> like that's and the source. I like to highlight, even present day, we're still producing uh, notable figures in society. Yeah. Yes. One example, Mark Ellison III. Oh, stop it. Mark <laughs> Ellison III. That, that's a name of someone who will make an impact on the world. Mark Ellison oh, III. Mr. President. Well, I... ME3! <laughs> I really appreciate your listening and all the time that you dedicated to listening to this full episode if you've gotten to the end. And uh, we're just bringing you one more reason to say proud to be from Pottstown. Proud, yes, to, be from proud Pottstown. to be from Pottstown. Proud to be proud from to Pottstown. Almost get bombed. And <laughs> shut up. If you, I'm sorry. You know, are going through something, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk, talk to, to somebody. Gotta throw that in there. Talk to me. Talk, well, maybe not Henry specifically. Why not me specifically? Talk to a trusted adult or friend. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, actually. I'm a friend. sometimes sometimes the trusted adults be telling you lies. Not to say that it's not a bad idea to talk to them, but talk to somebody that you trust. Yeah. About Definitely. how awesome Pottstown. About is. how awesome Pottstown is. And anything else you feel. All yeah. right. Yeah, and if you're ever feeling like uh, you have no importance in some sort of small town, think again, because this town is and was important, and you and, also and you are, are also important. important. All right, All senior right. crew, signing off. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Creative for Greatness podcast. Check out our website at striveinitiative.org for more information. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss the next episode. Tell a friend, spread the word, and be great. Clap it up! Clap it up! We out.